Now you'll find out why you should always start small and not go big or go home. G'day crew and welcome back to the Do Video Podcast. G'day crew and welcome back to the Do Video Podcast, where our aim is to get you and your business genuinely connecting with your customers through the best method at the moment, video. I'm Zoe, the Video Confidence Coach, your host for this episode, because it's a Friday and we know what our Friday means. Friday means we have a special guest. So we're going to chuck it over to Zoe, who's going to introduce him. Thank you, Zoe, and welcome to the interview. And Jake Budge, look at his face. Hey. He's so happy to be here. <laughs> He's nodding so he agrees. So, welcome to the Do Video Podcast. Thanks for having me, Zai. Okay, we're gonna. No. We're gonna de-stress you. Worse. You're gonna loosen you up a little bit. Uh. All right. For the just for those who are just tuning in, I was just relaxing Jake a bit. I wasn't trying to strangle him. I was just loosening him up a bit. So we. No. Don't give people the wrong impression. Especially, don't give Laura the wrong impression. <laughs> All right, a little closer. You don't hate me. All right. <laughs> so, Jake, why would I invite you on the podcast? You would invite me on the podcast. <laughs> why would I invite you on the podcast? I'm You would invite me on the podcast because I've been making videos for years. Some terrible, some great. The ones you helped me on were great. But there's, like, some were failed. Like, I made a zombie film once. That didn't go well. And yeah, so I think you'd invite me on because I've done lots of filmmaking, some terrible, some really good. So Cool. And also, you do video and stuff for your job? Like you make money? Yes. Well, yes. I, make, I get paid to mostly speak in front of the camera, but um, occasionally behind it, which I can talk about on this podcast. Definitely do. We were going to have two episodes with Jake because... He was cool enough to spend time with us. <laughs> but we're going to split it up into two podcasts because he's cool like that. And because we're standing up, we need to sit down every now and again. Because <laughs> we all need to sit down. <laughs> all right. So as well as doing cool videos, you're known about town as a comedian, aren't you? Yes. I've been doing comedy for almost five years now. <gasps> so yeah, one time. So yeah, I started yeah a while ago and I just heard like I used to watch Spicks and Specs and I like that and I heard you could actually do stand up. So yeah, I did some open mics and got into it that way. So what would you what would you say was the hardest thing to get into when doing stand up comedy? I'm writing things that are funny. <laughs> like I'm okay like getting up on stage and that, but it's when it comes to actually I'm writing something that's funny because it's easy to talk to anyone. But when it comes to like making them express emotion, it's hard. So, so um, how have you done? Like, how have you combated that? Have you um, come with up with a process, or just asked people for help and then got them to write it for you? What did you do? Lots of panicking. Um, <laughs> I guess it's just lots of practice, like lots of writing, like hours of just writing in my notebook, and then going to a, like open mic and trying it, then failing, then rewriting. It's just lots of trying and trying and trying. So. And what I'd like to know is, how do you know when it's worked? Oh, uh, when people have laughed enough times. <laughs> so, um, as stand-up, you, it's inherently a live audience thing, where you're actually standing up in front of people and getting a live audience. But I know that I that we've worked on, um, I can remember in my mind, definitely one video, comedy video, that we worked together. And it didn't go viral as such, but it got pretty high up, and a lot of people loved it. And... 
I know that because I saw the numbers of people who watched it and commented and engaged with you. Yeah. How did you know it was a success by your own merits? Um, when I kept getting tagged in people's <laughs> posts about it, and even when it came up in other people's Facebook quite memories years later, people were like, oh, this was really funny. And I had like a mate tag Triple J in it because he thought Ooh. it was something they would do. And yeah, I think you, even if you just have a few people say they enjoy it, that's like success because comedy is such like a large subject and everyone likes different types of comedy. So if a few people like it, it's worth the hours of forgetting my lines and panicking and not ordering enough pizza for the crew and actors. So, you know, it all works out. And it did, and it did work out. The only thing I want to say now, and I apologize back then and I want to apologize again to you now, the tape? Is this about the tape? Or? Yeah. I, so um, what <laughs> what Jake had was, because we were doing such a larger setup, um, it was, do you want to describe the video? Yeah. So what the video was, it was me doing like a 90 style exercise video. And it was filmed in an old hall, like town hall thing. And the idea was like, kind of a normal 90s over-the-top video when you have like colors and everyone's colorful and then it had me who's kind of a bit deadpanish and plain trying to do a video but rather than just be like let's like jump over here and do push-ups it's like getting rejected hand out your number and like more dating related which is 80 percent my comedy so and then at the end it slowly nosedived into you just screaming and getting yeah, angry pretty <laughs> and much. then no one's calling me no one calls and then your phone goes off and you go oh hi mum yeah so <laughs> that was good no i like that yeah and in regards to the tape so to get the audio that we needed i had a microphone that was far away that was on mm-hmm. its own device but i had to have one on you yes and at the time i thought duct tape works right Although, in your defense, I didn't have that much chest hair then, so <laughs> it wasn't as painful as it would have been, like, to 2019 Jake, so. True, but I still apologize. I should yeah. have gotten medical tape or something yeah. less intense than yeah, trying like, to wrap you up in yeah, duct like tape. Yeah, bandages and that. Yeah. But I guess that's with filmmaking. The best thing about filmmaking is, like, learning from those mistakes, like, I could have learnt my lines better and had a more solid script. And it's all those things that you don't think at the time. You're like, yeah, I can just wing this. It'll be fine. You can't just wing it. Like, preparations, like filmmaking to me, it's all about preparation, getting ready. So, yeah. And definitely on the preparation side, um, I, was, I was in charge of the shooting and that. But you were in charge of getting people together, mm. the food, which is very important when you're working with more than one person, um, and getting, getting the script together. I'm, it wasn't that I was shocked when you got the script together. I was just kind of like, what is it going to come up with? I don't know. I'm just here for the yeah. ride. I don't know what Jake's going to come up with. And I was, I was quite proud of you for being able to put something like that together. And even though there was a bit of struggle on the day trying to remember to recite them, and I think it was maybe, I can't remember if it was me, but someone, I think it was me behind the camera, just feeding you lines every now yeah. and again when you're just like, we'll film this section, then we'll pause, remember our lines, we'll film this section, move it, film our lines. Then, yeah. keep, then repeated doing that. Because of the amount of edit points that we were doing, because we were, we had, what, four or five other people in the room? Yeah, and then was a few different, sh- like, close-ups. and then Yeah, so we were doing shots. a few different close-ups of the background dancers, our mates, <laughs> background dancers. Not actual dancers. Not actual dancers, but who would, you know, following you, very yeah. enthusiastic for the first bit, and then slowly realised how much... 
of a weirdo yeah, you were, and then just slowly divulged. Yeah. So we were able to cover up any of the uh, mistakes that we'd made by just covering up with different shots. Yeah, and. I know that's not always going to be the fact. Um, it's not always going to be easy for you guys to do the same because you don't have multiple cameras and the chance to do something multiple times in a row. But especially in your experience, how have you done that in in your work line of work? When, say, for example, you've done a really good video, but just one thing's off. What have you done well, to fix that? Well, we always try to get more footage than we need. So the main story might be like us just talking and a person might be filming that. But then we might get you at your job like filming someone else or like walking around or talking to other people. So then we can like take that footage and mask any stuff ups. Because also when people are talking to each other, you're not always consistent with your talking. And sometimes you need to do some cutting and like <laughs> that extra footage covers that up. So, Especially right now when um, I keep looking at the recording device to check that it's actually still recording audio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what we, I, I definitely do that in the professional sense. We call it B-roll because the, the A-roll is the stuff that you're seeing now, the talking to camera interviews talky-talky, while the B-roll is the stuff that goes on top that doesn't have any sound. Sometimes it does, but not always the case. But like you said, having people talking to each other at their desk, just something something that you can use. I don't know about you, but I call it covering your ass. (laughs) So you stuff something in the edit. All right, I need to cover my ass. I need to, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. All right, let's put a piece of footage of us high-fiving. Wasn't that brilliant? Yay, we fixed it. Woo! One thing you did mention that when we were talking just before we did the interview was you were talking about not doing a Hollywood blockbuster as your first film or do something smaller, not bigger on your first try. I'd like, I'd like you to tell me more about that and why you would why you'd mention that. Yeah, well, um, I tried ages ago to make a zombie film because I was super into zombie films and it was I didn't realise how big of scale it was. I've learned from make, like, watching lots of Tropfest films and like lots of um, early filmmaker short films that sometimes it can be way more impressive to do something small of like just two people talk in the room kind of plot than like something massive because like going big for the first thing or like early on can be really difficult when it's better to do something that's five minutes long, small plot, self-contained that's you know, will kind of make a bigger impact than if you spend like a year trying to make something you'd have no idea that you're doing. Both you'll get experience from, but sometimes it's better to do a bunch of shorts and work up from five minutes to like 10 minutes, 15 to half an hour to an hour kind of thing. So, And when you say doing something small, can you give me a description of what that, that type of thing mean, means yeah, to you? Yeah, it can be... Well, to, small to me is, like, don't go outside your means. Like, don't, like, have a plot with a, like, giant dragon if you, like, can't animate that. And, you know, so you could still go big, but, like, try to do a short film and you could still go big, but within your means. So, like, I think what's a short films, it's really good if... Your dad owns a bakery, like film in there, and maybe do a plot about someone gets murdered in the bakery and kind of thing. And, and it's not blood, it's jam. Yeah, <laughs> and it's jam, yeah. Winning. But, yeah, that's kind of small, like, news what you have rather than having to get all these things, and that costs money to get props and find locations. So start with what 
you can easily get hold of. I'm pretty sure that's what um, Peter Jackson, who did Lord of the Rings, did to start with. Like, he got mates together, made, like, short films and feature films with, like, they would write into the script what they had, so they had a truck or something like that. They'd be like, okay, let's have a truck chasing it. And yeah, it just makes it easier and more smooth. And even though um, there is a difference between short films and business films, when, mm. I, when I say business films, I mean videos very much like this where you're talking to the camera, making a point, you don't have to worry about truck chases or yeah. fancy edits or anything like that. But if you want to do something of that nature, something that, that's going to take a little bit more time than just sitting there talking to the camera, would you say that when doing a video like that or something creative like that, that it's going to take at least 10 times longer than you think it is? Yeah. We'll always allow more time than you think something will take. Like, we're lucky with the film we talked about before, the fitness film. We allowed more time than we actually needed, so it went well. And then, like, if you're shooting a business film or whatever film you're shooting, if you have more time, you might have some leftover time, you can be like, what can we add to this? And you can shoot some extra stuff and maybe some of that stuff you hadn't originally thought about could end up making to the final edit, so... No, and the one thing that I definitely remember that the reason why I took more time, obviously, other than we had to like, oh, we don't know our lines. All right, let's chunk that up. Yeah. We, there was, I forgot, I forgot who it was, but some dude on a mower who was just running around in the, who was mowing his lawn, which again, he's allowed to yeah. do, but it's like, what, why are you doing this right when we're about to shoot? We've said everything, we've spent hours setting up. Why? And since we're not a Hollywood film, we can't just be like, here's like a thousand dollars to stop mowing this up. So. Uh, I know, I know. We managed to make it work, though, but yeah. oh, it was just, you just, after that pain and sweat of just, we've set everything up, it's beautiful, it's great. No, shut up. No, go away, please. No, 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 no. So, yeah, that's another good thing to allow more time with. Like, if there's sounds or stuff ups or someone forgets a piece of equipment, you allow more time to go get that, so... And remember that if something takes, you know, if something takes 30 seconds in video time, it's going to take at least triple that in setup, pack down. Yeah. If you're doing something fancy with the time, <laughs> is what I like to call it. And always allow the people to know, like, how long you expect them to be there. So if things aren't running, like, that well, if you have that extra time, people will still be there to keep on the project rather than you're like, oh, we're running out of time, but... Can you stay, but then they have other things on. So if you allow them to have more time, it works out. And giving them, and especially when you're working with someone and just giving them a day or giving them a time frame yeah. is always helpful rather than, oh, can you come in and help me with this video? Just give them a nice yeah. chunk of time saying, hey, we're going to do, like today, for example, with Jake, we're going to do two interviews. We're going to do two episodes. Cool. We're going to leave an hour, even though they're not going to take that long, just in case <laughs> we're prepared either way. And then we'll sit down because we need to sit down at some point. Hashtag leg cramps. Woo, bro. <laughs> so we're nearing the end of this episode. We do have another one next week, next time. I'm going to say next time because I'm not sure when I'm going to be putting these out. But what I wanted to ask you in regards to podcasts, you have your own. Yes. What is it called? Once this is out, hopefully it's out or coming out. Um, it's called The Jake's on You. It's a comedy podcast slash me just talking to people I like podcast. So it will hopefully be out, I don't know, late January or early February. And it, yeah, it will be on all the platforms you get podcasts. Cool. Do you want to give us a little description? Or by the time that this guy, when I say guy, I mean this interview comes out, 
do you want to throw to a, a sample? Yeah, both. I'll do a bit of this just <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be me talking to everyone from like people that do video and then bartenders, comedians, people from different walks of life and just talking about what they do but also asking them stupid would you rathers and scenarios and talking about things I like because I like talking about things I like. So yeah, hopefully people can relate and find out more about the different artists and businessmen and pe- women and people on and hopefully then check out what they're doing. So. Hi, welcome to the first episode on the Jake's on You. I am your host, Jake Bug, and today I have Zoe Hollandsworth. I'm bad with names. I'm, he's a local Jong filmmaker, producer, great person, and today we'll talk about her filmmaking and other things. Woo! Woo. Yay you with the hear the audience, the audience behind me clapping. Yeah. That's no, just us. It's fine. <laughs> Don't break the illusion, Jack. <laughs> Don't break the illusion. This isn't like one of those movie talking shows. Like, you know when they talk about a movie, they'll be in the studio with people. And... You lied to me, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just lied to get guests in. That's all I got. <sighs> fine. Yeah. So we're going to chuck back to Zoe with the final ending credits of the episode, but stay tuned to next time. I'm not about to say next week, but next time. Next time, because Jake will be back and we'll discuss more about things. Woo! Woo! Go. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Zoe. All that information was stellar and it was really helpful. At least, tell me. Tell me it was helpful. I'm pretty sure it was. We didn't just carry on for 15 minutes, did we? Uh... Anywho, for a full list of sources, credits, and downloadables for this episode, check out this episode on our website, dovideopodcast.com. And feel free to rate our chat with Jake, myself, and you, of course, um, on your favourite podcasting app that you're listening to right now, or if you're watching our lovely faces, you could check us out on YouTube and subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedbacks, feel free to reach out to Video Confidence Coach on our website, on our social media, and on Google see what you find and let me know what you find i'm intrigued and just to remind you that the video confidence coach actually coaches people sometimes and not just in a general way that we do in our podcast yes our content is helpful but we would like to actually give you something more to nibble on so if you want to get your personalized coaching session feel free to follow the links below thank you for engaging with me and jake today and don't forget to tell your crew about us it'll actually be helpful bye see you next monday and also next friday because i'll probably have another special guest But concentrate on the next Monday. Bye.